You are listening to the Ion Missions Podcast. Welcome to the first podcast of the Wisconsin Northern Michigan District of the Assemblies of God Missions Program. Each month we will update you with what missionaries are doing, whether here at home in the USA or as far away as Cambodia. We are excited to launch the very first episode at Family Camp here at Spencer Lake Christian Center in Wapaka. This month we will feature interviews with Family Camp speaker and missionaries to Argentina, Rocky and Sherry Grahams. Then we will have a time of discussion with soon-to-be-leaving missionaries from Moldova, Troy and Heidi Darren. Last, we will hear what Doug and Erlene Johnson are up to as they are being missionaries to Russia. We'd just like to greet everybody from our district, Wisconsin and Northern Michigan. We love you all so much. What tremendous faithfulness you have had and have stood with us during the years that we have been here ministering in Argentina. Argentina is a country of 39 million, and we've been here since 1979. Working in Buenos Aires, it's a city of around 13 million, including the surrounding suburbs. We work at Instituto Bíblico Rio de la Plata, which is River Plate Bible Institute. The Bible school has grown from 53 students in 1979 to 1,100 last year. We have students from 14 different countries. Most of them, of course, are from here, from Argentina. But it's such a joy to see the School of Music, the School of Youth Ministries, the School of the Formation of Missionaries, uh, on top of Christian education and ministerial theology. So much life in one place. We're just amazed, amazed at what God has been doing in the students' lives. During the years that we've been here, we've lived various waves of revival. We've seen sometimes a 1,100 people run forward to accept Christ in one evening. We've seen a tent full of people, demon-possessed, being prayed for. Um, A tremendous sense of peace in that atmosphere as they are freed of demonic oppression that comes on them because they're into witchcraft, they're into spiritism. We have been totally in awe, totally amazed at what God has been doing during these years. Sherry uh, has been very, very faithful to the Lord also. Together we've been serving Him. She's been counseling the students, and we teach a course together on Christian family here at the Bible School and in many of the churches. And it's such a joy to see how God is using her in an interdenominational Bible study. Our children have grown up here. One of them was born here. Benjamin was born in Argentina. All three of them are dedicated to the ministry. Nathan is married to Analia. They have a little son called Santiago, and they're ministering at Emmanuel Christian Center in Minnesota. Their ministry is to the internationals. In five years, that ministry has grown within that church from 14 people to over 300. We're really excited about that. Larissa and Ignacio, or Nacho, her husband, um, graduated here. Also, Nathan and Nana had graduated here from the Bible school. And they went to Vanguard University, have just graduated with their master's degree, and are now back here teaching ministering here in Argentina, and they're also going on for their doctorates in theology. 
Larissa is also doing a program in translation. So we're excited about what God is doing in their lives. They're committed to the Lord and committed to the ministry. And Benjamin, our son, he's 23 years old, the one that was born here in Buenos Aires. He's in Utah helping plant a church um, there in an area that has many people that belong to the Mormon faith. And it's exciting to see how God is touching many people's lives. We're so grateful to all of you who have prayed, who have cared, who have stood with us. We're excited to see our graduates. 179 missionaries have been sent from Argentina to 35 countries in the world. Half of those missionaries are graduates of our Bible school. So we're totally amazed and thankful. Our Bible school has been instrumental also in helping the non-resident Bible school program get rolling in a strong way. There are 1,800 students per year that are studying in 83 different Bible schools around the country. We've also had something to do among with our graduates and so forth with and other missionaries who have helped found two other resident Bible schools here in the country that are really serving the Lord also. And on top of that, there's an extension training program in theology and ministry that has 5,000 students this year. We are so grateful, so thankful. Thank you for praying. It's exciting to be a part of what the Holy Spirit is doing. His fire is really in our hearts. It's so exciting to watch our students worship, to watch our students in the presence of the Lord. I think of one of our students that three years ago was on the streets as a prostitute. God saved her three years ago. She became a leader in her church. When we asked her the other day, what did you give up? What changed with the Lord? And she said, I gave up a life of prostitution, of drug addiction, of drunkenness, and of lesbianism. And now she is a transformed vessel of the Lord. I think of another young lady whose son was killed by mistake in a situation with um, some delinquents. And she went across the edge uh, into insanity. She was various years in a center, a psychiatric center, and as she went in that place, she said, God, if you will get me out of here, I will give my life to you. Someone told her about the Lord, and now she is serving God. She's one of our freshmen. She's in leadership and has gone back to that psychiatric center with some of our students to just be there and love those people that are being, those patients that are being helped in that place. I think of some of our uh, young men that are about to graduate right now that were rejected by those in their neighborhood. They were thieves. They were downtrodden. And today they are about to graduate and they are starting a church together. We could go on and talk about so many testimonies. We are out of space here. Every aspect of the life in the Bible school is out of space. Our chapel is bursting at the seams with people standing room only. Our dining room, does not. we don't have space. We have like 10 people per table and can't even get all the tables in. Our classrooms, we desperately need more classroom space. We need more space for our married couples. Be praying that God will help us with this tremendous challenge. He's asking us to have a measure of faith that we did not even dream a few years ago. Together, we can do it. We appreciate you so much. Thank God for our district. God bless you. And now let's hear from Troy and Heidi Darren, missionaries to Moldova, as they're getting ready very soon to leave for the field. 
All right, well, we're here today with Troy and Heidi Darren, and they are missionaries to Moldova and uh, looking to head out soon. And I uh, was wondering if you just talked to us a little bit about um, how do things come about for you to go to Moldova, and you have a family as well, and uh, how are the kids taking the whole idea of moving to another country? Well, I'll let my wife talk about the kids a little bit, but um, and I'll talk about Moldova. Um, let's see. By, by way of introduction, uh, I'm Troy, my wife Heidi, Darren, and we have an older son, Jotham. He's 22. He's a senior in college. Blake, our middle son, is 20, and he's a sophomore in college. Those two boys will be staying home and finishing their education here in the States. And our daughter, Heather, is 15, just finishing her freshman year in high school, and she will be going to the mission field with us. And how we came to be um, called and how we got involved in, in uh, as full-time missionaries to Moldova, I guess I would just say that we've had 20 years, over 20 years of pastoral ministry since we came out of Bible College in 1984 and uh, have, have had over 20 years of ministry here in the state of Wisconsin and during that time we led 10 short-term mission trips with both youth and adult teams you know usually about a two-week short-term mission trips like a lot of churches do and little did we know that following our 10th trip that we would lead which happened to be to, to Moldova in September of 2005 within a week of returning um, to the states we felt God's call to uh, full-time missions work and to go back to Moldova and we pretty much immediately started itinerating and going through the process of becoming itinerant missionaries and uh, so it was just a, a gradual thing. I, I share a quote as we itinerate that, that says it's by Pastor Tony Evans it says God's guidance is such that if you follow what you do know he will show you what you don't know until you get to where you're supposed to go and I guess I'd just say that over the 20 years, God is getting us to where we're supposed to go, full-time missions in Moldova. And uh, we've been itinerating a year now, and we are looking at this fall, 2007, to go to the field for our first three-year term. I'll let my wife talk a little bit about how the, how the kids are handling it, how, what their responses are about going to Moldova. Heidi? Heather was called just like we were. She had a special verse that God had given her and directed her to um, the love of Moldova and the desire to go to Moldova. So she's very excited. She's doing everything she can with basketball and soccer and other activities um, with her school and also with her youth group, knowing that the next three years will be in Moldova. She'll be homeschooled there and um, also learning the language of Romania and learning how to speak to the young kids over in that area. She is excited, but her dad does tease her that she'll be getting her ox and cart license before she'll be getting her car license. But um, we'll let her drive once in a while in Moldova. Uh, the boys, like Troy said, are 20 and 22. They'll be staying here for finishing up their college years and also going into their new careers. That part is the hardest because leaving those two behind will not be easy. Uh, and then also... For them, too, just not having parents around. But I'm very thankful for Christian parents of my own. So their grandparents are Christians, 
and they'll be able to take care of them. And we have an awesome home church in Waukesha, Wisconsin, that also will do anything for those boys. So, And we'll get them over to Moldova, too, for them to visit and to see where our new home is. Well, that's pretty exciting. Now, for the Assemblies of God, it's one of the best sending organizations for missionaries. But for those that don't understand, it's not like they just approve you and the next day you're on the plane. You have to itinerate and uh, raise funds. How's that going for you to travel to churches, to meet with people, to raise your funding? Because this is how you survive over there in Moldova is by people being generous with financially and prayerfully, right? Uh, yes, Bob. Um, yes, speaking of itineration, uh, most people don't understand what's totally in, involved in the itineration, and I won't go into a bunch of boring details here, but from the time we felt in September 2005 after returning from Moldova and feeling God's call, from the time we felt called, we contacted our, the, uh, the headquarters, our, our World Missions headquarters in Springfield, Missouri, and we began a six-month process of, of going through different things to be approved uh, as as missionaries and then after that six months of many different things we had to do there uh, then we were approved and could start itinerating and so that was in April of 2006 so um, as we're taping here in April of 2007 it's been a year we've been itinerating we've probably been to a hundred churches and uh, I know we've put on over 30,000 miles and Basically, missionaries have to raise a cash budget, um, which could be anywhere pr probably from twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Just helps with a lot of setup things, transportation, um, housing supplies, just uh, luggage, and and the extra you got to pay for uh, for for luggage and things you ship over there, and just just a number of things for that initial setup. Um, so there's a cash amount you need, and then there's the mo the more important part is the monthly support that churches and maybe family and friends um, will commit to. So that's what keeps you on the field. And our monthly support budget is six thousand five hundred, and we are over fifty percent, probably starting to push up towards about four thousand a month that we've already raised from churches and family and friends. So. We're probably getting up around uh, 60%, so it's it's going to happen, and we're excited that this October is when we, we plan on going there, but uh, we are not released to go until we have 6500 in monthly pledges in our account in Springfield, Missouri. Those pledge forms turned in, so that's that's how it works. Okay, so Moldova, where is that located exactly, and what's going on over there right now? What what what, what excites you and that you're going to be able to go see and do? Uh, Moldova is located in Eastern Europe, and it's uh, really sandwiched right between Ukraine and Romania. It's a former communist country um, that became independent in 1991 out, uh, with the collapse of communism. And Moldova is a country that has been under communism for 50 years until its independence in 1991. It's sandwiched right between Ukraine and Romania. And it's a country that's, that's uh, it's the poorest country in Europe. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of, kind of behind the times. It's always had rulers and leaders dominating it. 
and this is really one of its first experiences of living uh, independently. And it's kind of having a rough go of it. There's just a lot of troublesome things going on. There's just great need in the country um, because of its history and communism. But to just share some exciting things that are going on, Bob, um, we are going over there at a time when we just feel now is the time for Moldova. As a fellowship, we did not get a missionary presence there, a missionary family there, until almost the year 2000 even though it was independent since 1991. And we, the Darren family, are only the second couple from our fellowship that will be working there. So we're just, it's like brand-new territory. We're just starting to get the work going. I'll give you a few examples of how new things are happening, and it's just groundbreaking territory. Um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, with Franklin Graham, his son, preaching, they did a three-day crusade in Chisinau, the capital city, about a month and a half before our team, uh, before I led a team there in uh, September of 2005 on that short-term trip. And over the three days, that outreach with Billy Graham's organization, they had 93,000 people come. Thousands, really, responded to the gospel. That stuff was unheard of just a few years ago to have people meeting for a, for a religious gathering, a, a Christian gathering like that, uh, and, and hearing the gospel preached right in, right in the capital city of Chisinau in the National Soccer Stadium. Um, our team, um, in September of 2005, we did the first ever Convoy of Hope, which is a great ministry that just, uh, it's a compassion ministry, it, it's a disaster relief ministry, it just helps with practical things like food, clothing, medical, even just drinking water. Um, so that we did the first one of those, and that's an area we'll work in over there with Convoy of Hope. As well, we, um, the ministry over there that we'll be a part of, we've just started our first home, and we've just purchased our first home for Project Rescue which is the rescuing of young women caught up in human trafficking. And this small country, Moldova, about 4.5 million people, um, it's the number one country per capita for the trafficking of young women into, into prostitution in that area of the world. So there's just great need, but we just purchased our first home, and we're, we're getting that ministry up and running. And in the fall of 2007, we're, we're, uh, we've got things in process for starting to work with our first teen challenge, substance abuse, and, and a ministry that will help with that. So all these things, as you can see, you know, ma'am, just the first time these things are happening. Two-thirds of the churches over there don't even have a building, so we hope to plant a lot of new churches as well physically build churches for these, uh, for these what may be just small house churches right now or, or small gatherings of people so they can have their own church. So... We're going to be bringing in teams to do that. So just a lot of exciting things going on. It's open. The door's open right now. It was closed for 50 years under communism, but now is the time, and, and uh, we, can, we can sow the seeds of the gospel freely there. So we are, we are looking forward to getting there. That's really exciting. I like what the, the whole Billy Graham crusade, that's just phenomenal, and what an open door you have to work there. Yeah, a little note on that. I actually have an article written about that, that that was uh, following that outreach, 40 other leaders from surrounding countries and areas ha had, had made contact 
to have another festival of hope in their own country. That's what they called that outreach. And uh, they're having one in Ukraine here in 2007 in Kiev. But uh, it's just a tremendous outreach. Like I said, 93,000 people and just just many people responded to the gospel and heard it. For missionaries, you, you just can't be approved, pack your bags and go. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. So six months before you leave, what's going on in the Daring Home right now to get ready to head out to Moldova? Life is pretty busy. We are um, in the midst of selling our house, so the sign is up in front of our home. We are trying to get the boys organized so that they can each have their own apartment close to where they're going to college in Ripon and in Waukesha. So that we're trying to get them settled. Then also uh, trying to get everything ready for homeschooling. We'd like to homeschool Heather in August before we leave so that by October we kind of know what we're doing and if there's any other things to purchase and et cetera. We also like to see if she can graduate from the high school that she's attending right now. So there's a lot of different questions that are going through our minds and trying to find answers um, for different things. Well, I mean, we're also, you got a storage, you know, all the oh, stuff from right. our house. You're either going right. to have we're the... We're going to make three big piles. One pile is for the boys. One pile is for things that we're going to, our sentimental value and we want to keep. So we're going to store it somewhere. And then the other pile is... Um, Actually, it's four piles because the next pile would be things that we're just ready to get rid of, and um, the next pile would be things that we actually need to take to Moldova with us. And so we're thinking about taking about 15 to 20 containers with us, some, some type of luggage type of container with us of our belongings over there. And then we also have a small part of a container that the other missionaries are taking and we'll get about 10 feet. So we're trying to choose our items wisely of what we're going to be taking over there. Wow. This sounds like a lot like uh, the TLC show Clean Sweep. You have your <laughs> keep, sell, and throw away pile, and you got to choose what you're taking, what you're getting rid of, and everything. So, well, what are some... Uh, not, not to mention, Bob, that we're still itinerating almost up until we'll be leaving. So, you know, we're still on the road every week, so you're trying to do a lot of this when you're home during the week. And... Uh, You've got a full plate. Yeah, and you know what? God's helping us, and we just thank the Lord yeah, again for a great church and friends that are helping. But uh, there's a lot to do, but but I'll tell you what, after a year of itinerating, and I told you all how many churches and how many miles already, we still are just we're kind of we're thrilled. Every time we get in the car and we head out again, every church every, has its personality. Every pastor has his vision and heart for his community, and and each church and the people it's just so awesome to to get to partner with our churches and and just feel their support their prayers behind us as missionaries i mean that is such a strength to us and we're so thankful and that kind of leads me to our next question what prayer requests would you have for anybody listening right now that that they could pray for you definitely our boys just leaving them you know moving six thousand miles away from them so definitely jotham and blake and just praying that their careers will be um, or their college days will be intact, but then also as they're looking into their, their careers when they graduate. And that um, they'll continue to feel God's love and God's peace during the times that we're gone. Um, moving, our house selling at the right time is a good thing. And getting all our stuff together, just knowing what, making wise decisions. And then just balance, too, a balance of you want to see all your friends and family before you leave, but also there's work to be done, too. Yep. There's people that are listening and saying, well, I'd like to support you 
with prayer, but maybe there's some that are saying, well, how would I support the Darrens financially in their in your endeavor to Moldova? Um, how can someone go about supporting you guys um, that are that maybe listen to this podcast, but maybe live in Alabama or you know where can they go to support you? Um, well, appreciate you uh, bringing that up, Bob. <laughs> um, we love we love to be supported. Um, I guess probably the easiest thing would be to direct people to our website, which is themoldovamission.org. And that's just T-H-E-M-O-L-D-O-V-A mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N dot org, themoldovamission.org. And there's a link right there on the left-hand side that just says contributions, and you can just click and and you'll be right uh, right to the site. Uh, also, ag.org, and they could go into World Missionaries and just type in our name, Darren's, and that'll that'll get them to a site to contribute to as well. And people can have one-time contributions. They can contribute monthly if they want. Uh, they can contribute through a credit card donation, or they can just get the address and mail it in to our account, 2260-974. I, I know that number well, 2260-974. That's the Darren's Missionaries to Moldova. All right. Well, it sounds very exciting, and uh, thanks for taking some time to talk to us about the first-ever um, podcast for the Assembly of God Missions in for Wisconsin Northern Michigan District and uh, we look forward to having you on again and hearing some positive reports of what's going on. Alright, thank you. Last we are going to hear from Doug and Erlene Johnson who are missionaries to Russia. This is Doug Johnson of Johnson's Journeys. My wife Erlene, my three teenage children, Meredith, Caitlin and Christopher are all mi- missionaries to the country of Russia. We are currently returning to Russia for our third term, which means that we've already spent eight years in the lovely country of Russia, where it gets to 30 below zero in the winter, and we wear fur hats and long fur coats to try and keep ourselves warm. God really is at work in Russia. In the last eight years, we have planted nine new churches. We've actually started more than nine, but only nine have survived due to the incredible opposition we face as Pentecostals in Russia. The Pentecostal Union, when the doors opened in 1990, only had about 65 churches, and today the Pentecostals of Russia have more than 3,000 churches. Now that may seem like a lot, but 3,000 churches spread over 11 time zones is very barely inadequate considering how many churches we have in America spanning our four time zones. Why church planting, you may ask? Well, it, I really believe that God's plan includes the local church for reaching a community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Indeed, Mel Hodges, the author of The Indigenous Church, says that God has no other plan other than the local church for reaching the lost. So, in the words of Dr. D. James Kennedy, it is better to plant apple trees than to simply pick apples. You have a greater harvest. So, we plant churches. Along with church planting, it uh, we do so many other things that uh, require our attention. Missionaries wear many hats simply because that is part of the missionary responsibility. Uh, I teach in the uh, Bible schools as well as do pastors' conferences across the country uh, of Russia to propagate the 
vision for church planting among Russian pastors and bishops. I also am involved in Royal Rangers International, which is promoting Royal Rangers across Russia. We're pretty excited about Royal Rangers in Russia. It is, seems to be one of the fastest growing children's programs in the country. Uh, indeed, we're having a hard time keeping up with the growth. But all the things that we do, working in the Bible schools and traveling and training pastors and Royal Rangers, all dovetail into our main goal of planting churches to help them on their way to starting their own church plants. Many of our church planters have three and four preaching points even before they have their churches up and going. Drug and alcohol addiction in Russia is a real serious problem. And of course, when a church plant is starting up, the first people that they begin to reach out to are the indigent population. And uh, many of our church plants, they'll have a uh, rehab center or be rehabbing people in their front room before they even have their own church building. That would be a major prayer request of ours is that our churches and our church plants would be able to get their own facilities because they face real challenges in finding places to meet. As a result of our ministry, we see many people saved, delivered, and healed. I have had dinner with a dead man, a man who is dead and was raised from the dead. Um, the excitement of being a missionary in Russia never ends. Indeed, sometimes we even pray for dull moments. One of those times of intense excitement was after we were in the country for only 7 or 11 days, I don't remember. And the van we were in uh, rolled, actually crashed, and we had to escape the van through the sunroof. And Erlene and I found ourselves lost and alone in Moscow, a city of 15 million, with a large duffel of laundry. God really spared us that day. Neither one of us were injured. And God sent an angel to help us, to a little Russian lady with white hair, to help us to find the metro and to get on the metro. Uh, she helped us to get on the bus and buy a bus ticket. And uh, when we got to the metro, I was looking at the metro wall map, which are just huge, with 160 stops on it. And I had no idea where I was. That little white-haired lady had gone on her way. And as I stood there staring at the map, she just kind of reappeared and uh, pointed it to where we were on the map. And it turned out that we were on our same metro line as where we lived, only seven stops away. And so we were able to find our way home. It's just a real illustration how God takes care of us while we were on the field. Please pray for us missionaries. We face many such challenges on the field. We are continually in danger for our lives and our health. You can find out more information about us on www.johnsonsjourneys.com. And uh, information on how to support us and support our ministry is also on that page. I want to thank you for listening to me. Have a good day, and God bless you. You have been listening to the Ion Missions podcast by the Wisconsin Northern Michigan District of the Assemblies of God. For more information or to support a missionary, please call 715-258-8118 or visit www.wnmdag.org.